Welcome to Pro AV Now by MarketScale, your source for the latest news and innovations in the audiovisual world straight from industry professionals. Now, here's your host. Jeremy Robinson hanging out with you for a couple of minutes talking all things AV. It is time for another episode of Pro AV Now. And a previous episode of Pro AV Now had us talking to Jonathan Braun, one of the principals of Braun Consulting. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking to his father, Alan Braun from Braun Consulting, joins us today on Pro AV Now. Alan, pleasure to meet you, sir. Good to talk to you, Jeremy. You know, um, I'd like to talk to you about the seven key elements in digital uh, signage and ask you where the uh, potential bottle of wine came into play in uh, these elements. Well, the interesting part about the seven key elements is uh, a number of years ago, um, we were attending the Digital Signage Expo, and the we do a, a great deal of training for the Digital Signage Expo. And uh, during the training programs, it became very obvious to us that there needed to be a, um, a set of key elements that guided the industry in general, uh, very much a vendor-neutral, completely agnostic kind of an approach. And so uh, out of that grew um, uh, over um, a, a nice bottle of red wine one night, we had a discussion, and we decided that uh, there were actually seven key elements that literally permeated each of the digital signage applications, whether it's a, um, a single installation at uh, Harriet's Hair Salon in East Buggy Whip, Nebraska, or all the way up to a massive five, six, seven, ten thousand screen rollout. And we decided that there were seven key elements, and we took those elements, and um, I'm one of the past chairman of the Digital Signage Federation, and we took our seven key elements uh, kind of in a research mode around the various members of the Digital Signage Federation, and we came to an agreement that there were seven key elements, and so that's the genesis of how it all came about. How did your love for all things AV really get started? Well, uh, I started out running an AV company back in the 1980s, and I ran that for seven years, and then I was, uh, I realized I didn't know anything about the industry uh, when I started uh, Lothi's many years ago. And so I, I got uh, in with some of the uh, big suppliers that were, uh, that were um, uh, vendors of ours for our AV integration company and people like Sony and JVC and Panasonic and NEC and some of the suppliers that are still around today. And so um, after these suppliers would come in and they would work with my, uh, my salespeople, uh, then I would take them to dinner and we would come back to my office and I took a bartending course and learned how to mix all kinds of drinks and we would sit in my office and I would sit, sit on one side of the desk and they'd sit on the other with a drink in hand and I would say to them, I don't know what this is all about. Would you please teach me? There were no classes. There were no uh, seminars. There was no such thing as a webinar back in the day, if you will. So uh, being an ex-teacher, a, a former college professor uh, teaching speech and theater well, in a whole other lifetime, I'm a dedicated educator, if you will, and so I fell in love with the concept of education. And so over the 35 years that I've been involved in the AV industry, in each job that I've had, it, it was predicated on uh, educating people, finding out new things that maybe certainly I didn't know and I thought they would be interested in knowing. Well, the AV industry, starting out as Infocom and now known as Avixa, um, the AV industry uh, adopted and evolved into an educational uh, organization or association at the core of, of their, their mandate, if you will, about how we're going to address knowledge in the industry. And 
that's when I fell in love back in the early 80s, and it uh, has continued to this very day. I love that passion. We were talking to your son, Jonathan Braun, on a previous episode of Pro AV Now, and he said his love began in his bedroom in the house, uh, taking apart uh, different uh, household items that he would have to put back together. Uh, do you remember that? <laughs> Well, the truth of the matter is, I'm glad that there were not uh, uh, any child labor laws that were intact in, in back then. Uh, the truth of the story is, my son has always been interested in uh, computers and video games and displays and this sort of thing. And he learned to build, uh, at one point uh, back in the, uh, in the 1990s, he learned to build computers from scratch, motherboards, hard drives, memory um, chips, etc. And so uh, I was the vice president of um, uh, Hughes JVC, and we were selling projectors all around the world. And I didn't have enough time to actually, um, actually create the PowerPoints and the things that I needed because I was someplace in the world at any one point in time. So I went to my young son. He was 12, believe it or not. He was 12 years of age. And I went to him, and I bribed him. I said, son, you know, you need a brand-new HP printer. And he said, yeah, Pop, I do. And I said, well, I'm going to make you a deal. If you'll create the PowerPoint for me, I'll write it. If you'll create the PowerPoint for me, I will buy you that HP printer. And that's how it all started. And it started out with an HP printer and then a new hard drive and then chips. And then he uh, got involved in building computers uh, in the San Diego area. He owned his own home theater company. And about 11 or 12 years ago, he joined Braun Consulting. So uh, child labor laws aside, that's how he got in the business. That's ab- Do you remember the very first thing you found? fell in love with and knew this is what you wanted to do with your life? Well, the very first thing that I fell in love with and I decided it was what I wanted to do with my life was when I was a teacher. Uh, it came back into focus uh, in the AV industry when I realized that, that people were basically, uh, they had a tendency to sell widgets without understanding what the widgets did, mm. what problems the widgets solved. Let me put a projector up. Let me put a mount up. Let me put uh, any kind of hardware into, into uh, a situation. And we were literally very, very, very hardware-centric. And so when I understood that there was this thirst for knowledge and this opportunity to take people into another paradigm, if you will, uh, that's when I fell in love with the AV industry. But again, it all relates back to being a teacher. I love that. Can you tell me about what excites you 2017, this day, this time, what excites you in, uh, in your world right now? Well, there are a number of things that excite me in my world. Uh, I just got done writing an article, um, uh, and it's it's for Digital Signage Magazine's Best Practices Guide, and it's all about uh, direct view LED. It's uh, digital signage displays, direct view LED takes center stage. Um, uh, and I'm excited about the concept that we now have a new slash old uh, display technology that's coming to the forefront. It's old in that it has been around for decades, but not in the display mode, meaning direct view LED, uh, separate that from LEDs that illuminate all kinds of things like lights and flashlights and dashboards and things of that nature. But direct view LED as a display technology is is fairly new, and this new ultra-fine pitch and fine pitch um, uh, LED is really making a splash on the market. So that's one thing that excites me. The second thing that excites me is that we, we, we are now 
finding displays that are reaching the limits of what the human eye can resolve. By that I mean we went from standard definition television, about 480 lines of resolution, if you will, back in the day, to when most people, if, if, if people are you know sub-30, sub sub-40 uh, even, uh, they grew up in the day and age of HD TV, which was either 720 or 1080 lines of, of resolution. Uh, and that was wonderful. That migration from standard def to high def was absolutely wonderful. But we've just migrated now from high definition to ultra high definition, which is 4K, which is uh, high frame rate, um, uh, high contrast ratios, uh, wide color gamuts, and we are now approaching what the human eye can see. If you actually take a look at a 4K ultra-high definition display next to a 1080p display, the difference is morning, noon, and night. So my two passions at this point are uh, the new display uh, standards that are coming out and, of course, the new display or new slash old display technology that's coming out, which is direct view LED. Interesting. The next 12 months, what do you think we're going to see? I mean, in the next 12 months, are things going to completely change for us? Are we going to see a great change in the next 12 months? No, if anybody says that, uh, I just wrote an article called The Next Three Years, uh, uh, you know, what we can expect in the next three years of audiovisual. Um, having been in the industry for 35 years, I've kind of avoided, I say in the opening paragraph of the article, that I've avoided prognosticating on what changes are going to take place. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost certainly, if somebody, uh, if somebody tells you X, Y, Z is going to happen, uh, the chance of, of their being wrong is pretty significant, and that's a, that's a, that's a bitter pill to swallow. What we're actually going to see is not going to be monumental change, but we are going to see some things. Um, we are certainly going to see that uh, traditional liquid crystal displays, uh, the flat panels that we're seeing, uh, they are migrating to 4K and the UHD. Uh, we're going to see broadcast standards go from the old broadcast standard uh, to ATSC 3.0, which is the new broadcast standard, which embraces UHD. And we're going to see, uh, from a display pers- perspective, we're going to see um, uh, Direct view LED uh, get more and more and more competitive uh, with some other display technologies. It's not going to replace projection. It's not going to replace uh, normal flat panels. But but if you want a seamless image, you want a high brightness image, you want a very robust image. These direct view LEDs are are really coming onto the forefront. And all the major companies. The thing that's really cool about this is all the major companies are jumping on that bandwagon. I mean, you've got the Samsungs and the and the NECs and the DPIs and the Barcos uh, and and any number of other companies are now introducing fine pitch and ultra fine pitch direct view LED. So the excitement is going to be over the next year, two years, is going to be these new display standards that we've got and going to be some new technology standards from uh, or, or technology um, uh, introductions that we're going to see um, uh, in uh, in both direct view LED, OLED, LCD, etc. So kind of an exciting time for the next couple of years at any rate. You were talking about the new live broadcast technology, which does... Which embraces 4K, which embraces um, uh, uh, content that is going to be uh, actually uh, created at much higher resolution, much higher um, uh, color saturation, uh, give you an idea. Um, uh, there's a, a, a color chart called the CIE color chart, and there is a little triangle uh, written on the, or drawn on the color chart, 
and HDTV did about 35% of what the human eye could see. Uh, UHD with hot, with wide, what they call wide color gamma does 75%. So we're going to go from 35% of what we could see in HD to ultra high definition at 75%. And just ter- in terms of color saturation, in terms of brightness, we're going to go from 300 or 400 nits of brightness on a flat panel to between 1,000 and 2,000 nits. So we're going to see much brighter images. The net result from a content creation point of view and a broadcast perspective is what you're going to see in your homes today, it is going to be totally natural looking. You're going to see natural greens and natural um, highlights and natural shadows that we've never seen before. And that's really where we're going. You know, Alan, I think uh, quite often what my great grandmother would think if she could see the technology that we're living in in 2017. Well, I don't know about your great grandma, but I'm old enough that I turned 72 this year. I'm old enough to be your grandfather. Right. And I can, t- I can tell you this. I can tell you that this was uh, Dick Tracy and his wrist radio. This was uh, Flash Gordon. Uh, this was science fiction when I was wow. born in 1945. We took a look at comic books and science fiction back in those days is what reality is today, mm. and uh, I can't even imagine what somebody who, uh, like your great grandmother, who may not have even had indoor plumbing, I can't imagine what they would think about uh, with the advent of cell phones and the internet and email. So it would uh, it would absolutely positively mesmerize them. And you know, the interesting part, Jeremy, is that it might actually uh, cause them to be a little bit of a, a little bit afraid. Right. Uh, they were used to their own environments. They were used to their own little cocoons their neighborhoods. And now we reach out. I just got an email with a, um, um, uh, an organization that wants us to do the uh, digital signage uh, experts group certification over in London. Uh, 20 years ago, that would never have happened. So it's a, a fascinating uh, a fascinating world. Um, I love to say the only constant is change. Sure. And I admonish people, don't be afraid to change. Embrace it. Figure out how to grow from it and figure out how to profit from it, uh, both professionally and personally. And you'll be a lot happier in this day and age. Big thanks to special guest Alan Braun for joining us on the show today. Always love uh, speaking to Alan and his son, Jonathan, on what's going on in the world of AV. They are online at BraunConsulting.com. And we're on Twitter at ProAVNow. Thanks for your time. My name is Jeremy Robinson. See you again soon. You've been listening to Pro AV Now by Market Scale. Join us every Wednesday for new episodes featuring conversations with industry leaders as we unpack the latest in everything from LED all the way to digital content. You can find us at marketscale.com and also on iTunes. Pro AV Now, your home for everything B2B and professional audiovisual. We'll see you next time.